you are now tuned in to Cup of Grind with Jada D. This is your daily dose of what's real in entrepreneurship. This podcast is intended for the new business owner, the person with a really good idea but not sure where to begin, and that person working at a job dreaming of the day that they can work for themselves. It's grind time. My guest today is my man, Marcus Gilmore. He is a native of Duncanville, Texas, that's Dallas, y'all, and a graduate of the University of North Texas, where he earned his Bachelor of Arts degree in radio, TV, and film, and he minored in business marketing. The media industry was introduced to Marcus at 10 years old at his church. His mentor, Ed Brown, brought him onto the team, where he eventually became a producer by age 17. Fast forward. Marcus graduated, and that's kind of what we crossed paths. He joined the Tom Jordan Foundation, where he built the social media platforms for the foundation. He created charity campaigns and utilized celebrities and college students to increase donor support of HBCUs over $1 million. He's been working with all the celebrities, you know, the Badu, the the Robin Thicke, the Trey songs, and of course, the hardest working man in radio, Mr. Tom Jordan himself. Um, you know, Marcus has gone on to do some amazing things. While he was born and raised in Dallas, Texas, he now calls New York home. Um, But before even moving to New York in 2014, he was able to found the Culture Supplier, a news outlet that has a goal to constantly shift the news narrative around the ever-changing culture. I want you to hear from Mr. Culture Supplier himself, as well as hear about this amazing day at the end of the year you want to be a part of. So make sure you stay locked and loaded. Listen to the very end so you can hear our very candid and hilarious conversation. Check it out. What's up, what's up, what's up? It's your girl Jada D. And I am here with none other than media mogul Marcus. What it do, baby? What's up? What's up, Jada D? I'm just here to get my cup of grind. That's it. That's all I'm here for. What's going on? You know what? I might have a cup for you. I might hey, that, that's I a might big have thing. some for you. <laughs> what's up, Marcus? Man, I'm really excited to have you on, you know, for season two. You know, um, last, last season, man, um, you know, I, look, you were busy. You couldn't even pencil me in. So I'm no, just blessed to you be know what? in your presence. That's, listen, I'm listen. I'm super excited to be a part of this. Um, and, you know, I'm there since day one. And I hate I wasn't on season one, but I'm back season two. Uh, and, you know, it's going to be a great opportunity for us to uh, talk and catch up. But also, you know, take our conversations that we used to have in the hallways at work and, and give it here as we talk about entrepreneurship, talk about the hustle uh, and grinding, like you always say, that Memphis voice. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so just so you all know, um, Marcus and I, we met back during our time during our days and we have both, you know, really took advantage of that opportunity that we had. But while we were there, we would always make sure that we bounced ideas off of each other and make sure that, you know, we just kept each other accountable and, really stayed on each other. Oh, so yeah. I'm really excited to see what you've done in business and in your career and really just taking things to the next level. And, and you and I mean, if you can make it where you are now, you can make it anywhere. You in New York. Yeah. I mean, this is the place that uh, I never like, listen, Jada, super honest. Like there was no day that I wrote down in my journal that said, New York is my stop. Like I really thought I love Dallas. It, you know, I enjoy being there, but uh, the, God took me here. He said, this is the next move. And so I placed that puzzle piece down. I'm here. Uh, I'm learning a whole lot, but I'm also seeing a lot. And this opened my eyes so much. 
Um, and, you know, when you came to New York last year, I'm like, we sat down, we was only talking, we had lunch and everything. And it was just like good to talk to you and see how we've continued to grow um, as we move on through life. Yeah, man. So let's just jump right into it. You know, I've been very excited to see your growth and see your career expand. And one of the first businesses um, that I knew you as was, you know, one that really helped to project my career as a journalist and allowed me to continue writing and explore my craft. And I'm speaking about theculturesupplier.com. Yes, people, theculturesupplier.com, because I know y'all are writing this down. So let's talk about that. I think it goes back uh, to when I was, you know, around 10 years old. Um, I was working on the media ministry at my church. So I would handle camera operating, cords. I would help with audio. So I was learning this business behind just putting people on camera and putting people on TV. And at that time, you know, of course, it's my pastor. Uh, but it's, you know, I'm 10 years old, 11, you know, going up to high school. So I'm just, you know, at church because my parents said, you better be at church. And so, uh, but as that went on, I was able to uh, work at NBC5 for a little bit. And there, that's when that interest of, um, you know, having my own media company. But not only that, like you said, we was at Tom Joyner together. And it's like, if you're going to work anywhere, you're going to work for the legend, Tom Joyner. And that was the opportunity, again, to see someone who runs a media company, has all of these arms underneath his business and uh, being able to experience that firsthand. So it's doable, right? Like one thing about I've, I've learned is like seeing something like that, I just know it's doable and it's, it can be done. And that's important to me. Um, and so while at NBC5, I was like, it's time to tell this story. Uh, there were some instances where it was um, young black men were getting killed and then it was like repetitive. And I'm sitting in the production room 6 a.m. and I'm like, damn, I wish I could what can I do to tell these stories? So, you know, one day I was talking to my sister and I was like, I'm launching a media company, going to start out with a website, theculturesupplier.com. I created it four years ago and it's been, it's grown with me. Like there were, I remember the first like iteration of it, you know, where it was orange and brown, it was ugly now that I think about it. But now, you know, I was able to connect with the guy, my guy KC, and he was able to help me create, something that felt more newsy, felt more, you know, compared to what the other big outlets did. And um, so that allowed me to be like, all right, I can take this to another level. Um, And so one thing about kind of being a narrative behind your own platform, it's like these thoughts are kind of like mine in a way. But at the same time, what I've learned is as I meet people, I like their thoughts. So I'm like, hey, you should share here, right? And that's where I tapped you. And it was just like amazing to tap you and you and you would just be like, all right, I'm gonna write something. I'm like, hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about, Jada D. Fucking with me, you know? <laughs> and um, and so being able, like that's been a, a dope opportunity too to have people that just wanna write. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, uh, it's no pressure. There's no like, oh, I need it by this time, this time. You know, we all figuring it out. And I feel like people always have, multiple passions, things they love to do. Um, and it may not be as frequent, but I want to create a place where they can deliver. Yeah. And that's real. And I kind of want to back up to something that you said earlier about your first 
um, brand and the way that it looked, your first logo. And, right. you know, with me working with new and aspiring business owners and taking them from ideation to execution, I think it's really important for him, them to hear how you still executed and you still press go, and you still move forward, even though it was not perfect as you right. would have wanted it to be. Yeah, I think execution is the best thing. I mean, and, and it's the greatest teacher at the same time. Like, it takes a certain mindset to get to execution. And then when you do it, you're like, all right, bet. I learned something. Let me go try to do it again in a different way. Whatever, you know, it's at least you did it. And I think that's part of the creating self-confidence, too. Yeah, definitely, for sure. So what were some of your fears when you first started your business? I mean, the, it goes back to just being, you know, even as a kid, like you always want people to like you. So I always want people to like my stuff. I'm like, I'm doing this. Why not? Why Why don't they see it? Why don't they like to, you know, read my stories? Why, you know, all these things that because I wanted people to like. And I think that was the biggest fear that I had to overcome. It's like everybody's not going to like it. But am I doing something that makes me smile and, you know, brings joy to my heart and other people? Then I can I can get through that. I think the other thing is learning the technical part behind everything, being able to read data, being able to figure out how to use different ad programs to make money, uh, being able to, to email correctly when you want to solicit you know, people to write for your site or that you want to get ads on your page. So I think the business part was the, big, the second biggest fear um, and uh, that I needed to kind of overcome. And so that's a constant battle. It's like, how do I continue to learn the biz? Like you can't just have a website and then it's just chill. You can, but you know, that's what you choose to do. But if you really want to make something of it, you got to learn the business of it. Yeah. If you want to learn and grow from it, but thinking of business functions, what are some of the systems or apps that you use to run your day-to-day operation? Uh, I'm still, I, I keep it simple, you know, um, just Google note. I mean, notes, and then of course, Google docs and reminders and calendar invites. Like I, I don't use the apps like I used to because it was just, it's creating more work for me to get to the end game to the end. If I put a reminder that says, check Google ads, I'm going to check Google ads every Tuesday because I got the reminder there to put it in front of me. I, and I'm learning how to, to figure that out. I think that like the phone apps for me just didn't work that the way I needed them to, right? But most importantly, the being able to track certain things on uh, social media or if, if being able to just understand the back end of how your Instagram or Twitter or anything, you know, posts move, you got to be able to read analytics. So like I said, I don't really have the apps like I used to. It's been more, I went back to, you know, I don't even, archaic as someone would say. Yeah. No, I get it. Sometimes old school works. But you mentioned analytics and social media management. Now, I know the people need to book a consultation with you. They need to book a one-on-one with you to pick your brain. But what tip or two can you share with my audience on social media marketing? Yeah, I think the biggest places that I've been working, trying to play around with and understand is like for your business is a couple things that I would suggest people start doing is getting on LinkedIn and making sure you're a thought leader. So writing, if that's seeing articles about the industry you're in and just sharing those two lines, boom, and you get them up because now 
your page is more uh, seen frequently because it's in the regular feed of LinkedIn. It's still the wild, wild west on LinkedIn. So that's one thing that I'm doing. Like if you go to my LinkedIn post right now, it is all articles about sports, sponsorships, um, media companies, any dope partnerships that I see, uh, any anything that I feel like touches my core passions and relates to my business and where I see myself in in the next few years, like that's what I'm sharing. And then that brings me up in front of a lot of people. So you can do the same thing if you you have your own tax business, if you have uh, your own trucking business, like being able to find that kind of content is easy. Uh, you just have to dig. I think that the analytics part, like that's more... That's for another day. <laughs> no, that's real though. And I definitely can, I can definitely vouch for you. Yeah. I normally yeah. find myself sharing most of the things that you're posting. And so I'm going to take that tip and make sure that I um, do the exact same thing and kind of make sure that I'm posting relevant content. Cause I, I see it on a consistent basis. I'm always seeing news articles, but I don't necessarily post it. So I'll definitely implement that as well. So I think that's right. dope. That's dope. So like, you know, you're becoming a thought leader and a subject matter expert in a number of different things. Good. So what what's your goal for the culture supplier for 3030 Media? What's what's the ultimate goal? Ultimate goal, I think, is to one, keep the, the culture supplier as long as I can, right? Like it, it's still a place. And as long as I have a place on the internet, you know, I own real estate basically. And I try to own as much real estate as possible, you know, on the web. Cause I can't afford, <laughs> we can't ball out for the, you know, properties and stuff, but when that comes, whatever. Um, but I think for the 3030 media is continue to grow from not only just, uh, the culture supplier, but being able to create, um, experiences and being able to consult for companies to help them create experiences, uh, for their brands and being able to touch consumers. Um, and then also covering more events, bringing more awareness to them, um, I think, in a way that we don't see right now. Uh, I was able to go to I, I sent a crew out to the BYOB uh, retreat in Atlanta. And I was able to, you know, shoot content there. We, you know, captured tons of video, almost, I don't know, over 20 videos of content from the conference. And. I did that and I'm like, okay, I know I can do that again and be a storyteller in my own way because the other companies are not there. The other media companies are not there. And that's just a short run, right? Like I'm still, you got to look years ahead. So as I continue to do things like that, that'll create more partnerships and uh, it's just pushing myself outside these boundaries. Right. I got you. So taking it another step further, Describe for me what that moment looks like when you can say, damn, I made it. This is it. <laughs> I don't, I just feel like I haven't thought about that in a while, you know, uh, because it, every time I, whatever I'm setting myself to do, like I surpassed that. Um, and I think now I'm like, the big Big the big woo-ha for me, the big time that I will be able to say I made it is that uh, I've employed family. I've brought, you know, kids, you know, young guys that want to go to college or whatever it may be, like being able to support them and, you know, push them through and give them a place where they can, you know, meet other young guys or guys that they can grab mentorship from. Mm -hmm. um, those are like big moments to me. 
Like I, I still haven't, I, there's guys that I mentored in my church or back home in Dallas that are like about to complete college. And I'm like, damn, that feels good. Cause I've known them for this long time. So I'm pushing them, but how do I create a program behind that for myself? And how do I do that and include my family and my mom and my sister, and my dad. So I think those are like the big moments because those create these, this history that you want to leave, like, and just ball out, you know? For me, it's really when I'm able to put my family on payroll and really um, support my family by employing them a sal- with a salary position. Like for me, that's goals. But of course, I need to be able to do all of that from the beaches of the world. That's a given. Yeah. In New York, one thing that I like, I appreciate is that the water's around. So you see a lot of the boats. And you're like, damn, bro, how do I get one of them boats? Like, <laughs> I've got on Craigslist or, yeah, Craigslist and, like, look for people that are just renting a boat for a charter and stuff. Because I'm like, damn, man, I've seen this shit on TV, you know, or I just see it in person. I'm like, I know I could charter a boat for a weekend or some, you know, and, and get a group of friends and we all charter on a boat and we just take it around the city, like, or, you know, to the closest Listen, country. The you can do that. If everybody put it on me. First, I don't give away no secret. We'll talk offline (laughs) on how you can do that. We can can make it happen any weekend. Let me know, baby. It's nothing. Listen, I feel you, man, because we were in Miami recently, and I was looking at these different yachts. Yachts? Why ain't no one? This is the life I'm supposed to be living. This is the life God has for me. And who I need to meet to be hanging out and come up on? I ain't even been invited on the boat yet. Don't they? I'm like... It's all good. Listen, it, the time will come. It'll come right through. Every single I'll time. invite you on my boat. Okay? <laughs> Thank you. You have an invite. I got you. I appreciate but no, it. Uh, <laughs> you know, what I'm really interested in, especially with you being in the media space, I know a lot of people mm-hmm. are like, how do I get, you know, how do I get in this space? What do I do to get in this space? And, and just really being able to be the person firsthand, seeing all the content that's being produced. What story has gone viral that kind of shocked you? You know, one that had a lot of shares, a lot of likes. There was really surprising for you. On the culturesupplier.com? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. Good, Jada. <laughs> With the heat. Jada, you even had me say on the culturesupplier.com, like, you talking to me? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, of course you are. I know you are. I know. Um one thing that uh, so two years back um i had this um there was an interview that i had a contributor do her name is joanne uh she does a lot of work and it was with uh kendall kendall this is before kendall kendall was like you know who he is now and he had you know had the bet and um you know was really putting out a lot of content but she found a way to get an interview with him this guy i mean just the the, this is my first time seeing this social media like influence power like it literally shut down my whole website and every time i would like pay to like inch it up a little bit more it'll shut it down and all he was doing was posting on instagram and i think people were so supportive of his story and what he was doing, which was keeping it simple at the crib. He's the person that's sitting on the couch next to you. And I was like, this is crazy. I think one those are one of those stories that still kind of like shocked me that it, it went like that. Um, I think other another story is uh, one thing that I passion 
this the culture supplier behind is and making sure that we do a lot is we cover events. So I've been able to cover like concerts and I've been able to cover like events that are hosted by uh, people that I know, my peers, and those things have gone viral. Um, and and when I say viral, it means a lot of people are coming there and the traffic is high, but they're coming with a, a meaning and it's not clickbait. Like they're coming with purpose, right? Like I think that that's more important than my something getting retweeted a bunch of times. Like who cares about that for me? with the culture suppliers, like how many people came there that really wanted to see what was going on. So um, th- things like that, I think that have been some of the big moments on the culture supplier. Uh, and one way I think it has th- that I appreciate is also like the partnerships. Um, two years ago, again, this is, we're in our second year, third year with uh, Hyundai with their Hope on Wheels program that they do. Um, and we've been covering this event for the past two years. And every time they call, like if they're in New York, if they're in Dallas, like, so being able to create those kind of moments are really big for the coach fire. Like those mean a lot to me. That's dope. And yeah. Yeah. So like what keeps you motivated, man? Um, The first person is uh, my sister for sure. And then I think just the, the possibility that I of there's something bigger out there for me. Um, of course, I get down, you know, as we, before we got on this, you know, on the begin, begin recording, I'm like, man, I'm just shit. Today, I feel better than I did yesterday because, you know, life is sometimes you get down and you do lose motivation. I think the family is one key for me um, and the people that I have in my corner. Um but also, like I said, I, I see people in positions that I know I can get to. Mm-hmm. And those that inspires me and that motivates me because they overcame way more things than I did, more than likely. Most of the older guys that I look up to, uh, it's like you overcame some stuff that I didn't even see. Right. And so I know it's possible for me uh, as a black man. And um, I think that that's something that I hold to my heart as well. Yeah, that's real. And thinking of people that, you know, really influence and inspire you and that, Mm -hmm. you know, that you kind of look up to on the Cup of Ground podcast, we do something called the uh, Mogul Mount Rushmore. So dead or alive. Yeah, dead or alive. Uh, What four people would you have in your Mogul Mount Rushmore? Mogul Mount Rushmore. (laughs) Tongue twister. Uh, (laughs) My father. Um, number one, and then we have um, Mogul Mount Rushmore. Why do you ask questions like this? <laughs> to make you think. Um, <laughs> I know you're making me think, but it's important. Um, Reginald Lewis, big time businessman, passed away. Uh, and he a new yo. I went down to Clave. Let me tell you. All right. And then, let me see. All right. Well, that's two. Um, who, Wiz Khalifa is uh, a mogul Mount Rushmore for Interesting. me. Interesting. Elaborate. And, yeah. Man. Elaborate. This is Wiz Khalifa who we're talking about. Okay. Wiz Khalifa came on the scene 19, 20 years old, rapping about weed which is what that's his opinion. That's what he wanted to do. And I supported that. I was like, all right, cool. But also 
it was how he transferred and transcended every single year. Every time Wiz come out, he got fire and he's been able to expand himself market-wise from creating apps, creating businesses, investing, right? And then he's, an, from what I can tell on Instagram, is that he's a dope father, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, all right, this is who I would be, I would be like, all right, cool. He's a cool dude, you know? Um, one more. Yeah, one more. Tailored. One more. Um, I think it's Will Smith is another person that I'm like, yeah, I, I get it, right? Like, he, he's in a different space, and it allows him to be this person that everybody can gravitate towards. And I think he's always been that way, but now the camera is like, oh, you really are that way, right? Like, the Will that was on, on Fresh Prince, I'm like, ah, oh, he probably was a cool dude. You know, and then you see who he is now. It's like, man, it's the exact same dude, just older. I think that's really important. I mean, I know me. I know from for me personally, I like to think that whether you're my friend, my family member, or my coworker, you would some of the core things about Jade would be very consistent wherever you go, uh, wherever I go, I should say. And I think for me, that's really important because that means that I am comfortable being who I am in whatever environment I'm in. I do it unconsciously, though, but I have found that, you know, my the people that I work with in business and my clients or my partners, as well as like my 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 sister, the person that's the closest to me, literally have said the same thing that um, my my boss has said in my nine to five. And it was like, wow, that's interesting. But I'm glad that's something that I became self-aware of about myself i'm just like wow i guess i'm i'm comfortable being jada it's like kind of a take it or leave it type of situation but it definitely has it took it took time it took work to get to this place but people definitely respect me as a businesswoman for it um and respect me as as a human for it so i i'm thankful for that for sure i definitely agree with you you've been someone who has taught me a lot of things about business and i think that uh what you're doing is important and being able to do this podcast it's like all right this is you basically you know what i'm saying the conversations you have behind the scenes is, is this right here is these conversations on wax and so i appreciate that um and so i've been in many jada d consulting sessions <laughs> right that's all right you. when you when you get your yacht i send you an invoice don't worry <laughs> <laughs> i get an invoice I need that. I need that ten percent. I need my reparations. Nah, look, look. Supporting your friends without asking for a discount. There's a shirt that says that on GrindMatch.com right now. <laughs> GrindMatch.com. No, but man, before we get out of here, I really want to know for you what's kind of, what's what's the best business advice you've ever received. Best business advice, I think, would be to one two things. One, be like you just mentioned, is being self-aware and knowing how to bring yourself into the room as a business person. What do you? What can you deliver on? What can you not deliver on? Um, it's not always talking about you. It's being able to present how you can help solve someone solve someone's problem, right? How can you help someone solve their problem? And that's knowing how you come into the room. That's one thing. I think two is the second business advice. I know you told me to give one, but these are together. Um, 
is to also, when you want to take a chance, when you want to take a leap, it's okay to stop and do a pros and cons sheet and figure it out if that's good or not, right? If the cons outweigh the bad, but you still feel good about it, go for it. If the pros outweigh the cons, go for it, right? So I think that's my two that I would share. That's dope. And I can't, I cannot end this podcast without talking about one of my favorite days of the year after my birthday, of course, um, which is national, which is national goal writing day. So tell us more about what day that is and what we can expect on national goal writing day. National goal writing day is December 27th. Um, This is one of those days that you are taking that time out to put your goals down before you get to that day, I always, and this is things I've kind of been working on, is how do I get people to build anticipation to that day? And I think that it starts now. It's like, hey, be prepared to start writing down what you're looking forward to. You already have gotten this far, um, you know, into the year. We got three months left, I think, right? Give or take some. And now with National Goal Writing Day, you take that day, write down your goals. You can put together um it make it visual. You can do get on Canva. You can put a bunch of images together. You can just do bold words, but take time to take your brain into that space where it's like, who am I next year? Who am I the year after? What is my, these two year, six month, two year plans look like for myself? And that's what National Go Writing Day service says. Um, and I am so thankful for everyone just to roll with it and like how I'm uh, you know, appreciate what I'm doing and also roll with the growth. From one year, we had just a website and no, you know, one standard image. The next year, I got multiple images, you know, like just growing the marketing because you still have to figure out logistics. Like I said at the beginning of this conversation, it's like learning the biz of things helps so much. You can always interpret or add your feelings to the business, but if you don't have a business or knowing how to grow something, it's not going to really be what you want it to be. So National Girl Writing Day, December 27th. Join me. I will be. I know you'll I be will. there, Jada. Cup of grind. <laughs> That's what's yeah. up, man. Where else can, where can we find you on social media? Social media across the board is Marcus D. Gilmore, uh, the culture supplier. We had to change our Twitter name because somebody reported us or did something crazy. So we're starting all over. It's been a rough journey so far because again figuring out how do you grow your instagram or not your instagram but your twitter from one right uh but the culture supplier follow us on instagram follow us on twitter please if, if you follow us comment on our latest uh photo and our latest tweet or retweet anything or like anything i'm following you back right then and there uh because it's community and that's important absolutely man i really appreciate you marcus it's been fun Great information, man. Dope conversations oh, yeah. per use. Um, Always. Hey, man, I, I'm definitely coming up there to, to get on the yacht with you in New York. Are you done playing games and ready to get out of your own way? Good. Go to jadadavis.com today to join my village, download your free startup checklist, and schedule time to speak with me during a free strategy call or think tank. That's J-A-D-A-D-A-V-I-S dot com. And as always, shut up, keep grinding.